Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Good afternoon and welcome back to the third, no, second hour. Oh my God, where are we in time and space? Hour two, it just feels like we're having so much fun. We're already done with the day. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. And the question is simply, how do you spoil your pet? 651-641-1071. And Colleen, why are we asking this very important question during the second hour of our show today? Okay, so have you heard this like viral story about these two women in Canada who have three cats and they got a Vitamix for, I believe, for Christmas and they haven't been able to use it. Why, you ask? Why, I ask. Because the three cats like to sit on top of the box. And this is the ultimate in cat spoilage. And I fully understand it because you don't, we have like a rule in our house. It's not followed very well. But you know, you don't move the cats, especially when they're doing something cute, like sitting on a box. So they have actually reached out to Vitamix and asked Vitamix if they could just have three Vitamix boxes (laughs) for their cats. And Vitamix is like, sure. So they're sending them three empty Vitamix boxes. That's hilarious. So that the cats will each have their own Vitamix box to sit on and they can use their damn Vitamix. Care which box it is. I don't think they're brand loyal. Listen, they might know. I was just going to say the thing about cats is like they are very finicky about their where they put their booties and so it may be there may be something that they really like about that box like the sheen on the outside it might just be the right height i mean there's all kinds of reasons a cat might prefer one box over another i don't i don't pretend to understand it i just are it because i'm a cat lover so 651-641-1071 uh what do you do to spoil your pitch we did get a great tweet did you see this one from beck who said we gave our cat Miranda my old iPad so she can watch YouTube videos of birds and chipmunks. She'll spend hours watching and stomping them. Oh, that's adorable. I love that. And then there's a cute picture of Miranda just lying there with the iPad watching the chipmunks. Watching chipmunks. Chipmunks. I just think that's adorable. 651-641-1071. What do you do to spoil your pets? Bradley Trainer? I know. I know. You spoil Sweet Wheezy. Oh, of course not. We do not spoil that cat. Sure. Um, yeah, um, she's the, a dog. Oh gosh, dog cat. <laughs> it's it's just my love. My love knows no species. Um, no, for Wheezy's sake. Like the the one thing I thought of when you told the story about the cat on the box, the equivalent in our home is that Wheezy gets to sleep in bed wherever she wants, such that we 
conform to wherever she is. Oh, yeah. And I remember even actually just the other night, I said to Jamie, because she was between, like, she was in his spot, essentially. And so he mm-hmm. had to contort himself into the bed to avoid moving her. And I said, you know, normal people would just pick the dog up and put the dog somewhere else. And he's like, I know, but she looks so comfortable. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that's that's the level of spoilage that our very own Wheezy gets. I super get that. I super get that. I have a, one of my cats likes to climb up on me and lay like if I'm lying on my side, the cat goes just on one arm and just sort of balances there. And when that happens, I go, I guess I'm not moving. Yeah. And like I could have a limb fully asleep. It doesn't matter. The cat's comfortable. The cat's happy. I don't move. Yeah, you don't. That's that's how you spoil a cat. You, you spoil a cat. You wouldn't do that for your kids. You'd be like, get up. Move. Oh, I'd be like, move. <laughs> Same with partners. Partners and kids do not get the same level of respect. (laughs) Holly, it looks like we've got a couple people on the phone. Who's on the line first? Let's go to Kim. Hey, Kim. How are you spoiling that pet? Hi, Kim. Hi. How Um, do you spoil your pet? We have have a uh, Mastiff, Mila, who has turned into our absolute child. We're empty nesters and goes everywhere with us stores, everything, and we had to upgrade from a queen-size bed to a king-size, so she had enough room to lay between me and my husband all night. Oh, oh my god! Well, and, you know, I totally understand that, because we have a king-size bed, and we have a 14-pound dog, and it still feels like we don't have enough room, so I, I can imagine with a Mastiff, who is literally massive, uh, it's a far different thing to have them in bed with you. And she has to be spooned with either me or my husband throughout the night. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Thank I you. I love that. You're doing it right. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're absolutely doing it right. Spooning pets, way more fun than spooning people. Holly, True. who else is on the phone? Stacy's here. Stacy, how are you spoiling that pet? Stacy, where are you Hi. at? Hi, Stacy. How are you spoiling your pet? I just bought a farm, and the old well building was converted into a sanctuary for unadoptables. Oh. I had my husband put electricity in it. I have um, heated pads for winter. I have cold packs for them in the summer, heated water dishes. So technically, they're farm cats, but they're extremely spoiled. I love this. Farm Cat Sanctuary. That sounds like a lot of fun, and I would just like want to go... I call it Catsablanca. Catsablanca. Oh that's adorable. That's amazing. Catsablanca. <laughs> I would highly recommend you uh, contact Vitamix and get a few Vitamix boxes, because apparently cats love them. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your call. That's so cute. Catsablanca. Catsablanca. That's it. adorable. And I love that um, there's somebody in my neighborhood who's keeping an eye out for outside cats, which I'm like, I don't know that there's a lot of permanent outside cats in our neighborhood. I think there are people who let their cats out who I still don't understand that behavior, but whatever. Uh, no judgment. <laughs> kind of judgment. Um, they put out a big thing of cat food. So that hopefully uh, any strays or cats on the loose will have a place to eat. But I imagine it's a lot of uh, raccoons and turkeys. And you know what? Those possums are all over the place, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Holly, we have anybody else on the phone with pet spoilage? Uh, Yes, we have Sandy on the line. 
All right, Sandy, how are you spoiling that pet? We have two cats that refuse to drink out of their water dishes, so we're perpetually running around the house, turning on the, wa- the faucets so that they can drink out of them. And I've gone through, like, five different kinds of cat fountains that uh-huh. they won't drink out of. It's just got to be the faucets. So I run around, turn them on, and my husband makes the rounds after me and goes and turns them off eventually. I, um, I relate yeah, to we this. Have like five different sinks. This is the story of my life. You Thank you for thing. your call. We Well, one of our cats, he doesn't just want to drink out of the faucet. He also just likes to watch the water go down the drain. Okay. And we've, we're terrible. Like, we've trained him to... So he will, he will yell at you. Like, if you walk through the kitchen and Teddy wants to look at the running water, he will make like a he'll just like be meowing and it's adorable and you'll sort of like acknowledge him and then he'll turn to you and you literally will think he's gonna pounce and tear your face off because he's like you're not listening to me oh yeah he he means it it's not cute oh when your pet wants something they're gonna let you know like louise wants to go out in the backyard and yell at things for no particular reason and there's nothing ever in the backyard but she wants to yell anyway and Mm -hmm. she will just stand by the door and look at you with stern judgment until you open the door and let her out like why aren't you letting me do what I and want to do? And then two minutes later, she'll come back in. And then five mm-hmm. minutes later, she'll want to go back out again. So mm-hmm. pets rule I, our homes. <laughs> it's true. I had a dog that did that, too. And you just, you do what that animal wants. Yeah. It's That's not it It's not worth fighting them. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think you could probably get kids to listen to you better than pets ever would. Because they're just going to mm. be in charge whether you like it or not. All right. I'm on, the f- I'm on the fence on that one. But yes, I hear what you're saying. When we come back, Colleen wants to update us on Alec Baldwin, a name we haven't heard in a while. Apparently, uh, there's some question about a warrant that's out for a piece of his equipment uh, that he maybe hasn't turned over yet. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it when we return right here on My Talk 1071. It's fine. Back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. Don't forget, we're on our app, we got a website, and we're even on YouTube. Oh my god, there are so many ways for you to enjoy your favorite My Talk shows, like this one Colleen and Bradley. I'm Bradley, that's Colleen. Hi. And we need to catch up on uh, what Alec Baldwin is up to. Uh, I don't know. What's he up to? So I just have found this really interesting, and and I don't know, I mean, I don't have any answer. I just have a lot of questions. Um, As you know, Alec Baldwin uh, is still existing in the tragic (laughs) aftermath of the um, unintentional shooting on the set of his movie Rust that ended up taking the life of Helena Hutchins, uh, who's the cinematographer, who was the cinematographer, on that particular project. Um, And because Alec Baldwin was the one holding the gun, um, he has been a source of uh, scrutiny, uh, interest um, by the authorities. And one of the things that has been kind of casually talked about is the fact that they um, have a warrant out, not a warrant, what's the word? what is that called? They they want his cell phone. Oh, I thought it was Authorities, a warrant. Authorities, it is a warrant. I think you're right. Um, yeah, a search warrant to investigate his iPhone. So authorities 
have requested his iPhone so that they can use it in the investigation of what, how exactly this happened. And, you know, who knows? I don't know what specifically they're looking for. It doesn't matter. He has said on numerous occasions that he will um, cooperate with this investigation. Well, there's a warrant for his iPhone and he has not handed it over yet. So I'm like, well, that's interesting. I would like to know more about that. Well, because he's Alec Baldwin, he has proactively uh, issued a statement from his car on his Instagram. He does that. I mean, I get it. Like, lighting is really good in a car, and you also have privacy. <laughs> so he does. Lighting is good like in a, the car? Oh, yeah, because you get the natural light oh. from the outdoors through the windows. It's just really, you, everybody looks good in a car. As long as it's daylight out. If it's nighttime, it's going to be hard to see you. Anyway, so he's sitting in his car and he's talking to his phone and he puts this up on Instagram and he says the following. Now, we can't play it because he swears because he's Alec Baldwin. But he says, any suggestion that I'm not complying with requests or orders or demands or search warrants about my phone, that's bull bleep. That is a lie, he says. Um, he goes on to say, this is a process where one state makes a request of another state. Someone from another state can't come to you and say, hey, give me your phone. They can't do that. They have to go through the state that you live in. That is a process that takes time. They have to specify what exactly they want. They can't just go through your phone and take your photos or your love letters to your wife or what have you. We are 1,000% going to comply with all that. And then he goes on, and I'm going to not like wade too deeply into these waters, but he goes on to say that you need to consider the source of rumors uh, that he's not complying. And he has some political um, ideology that is attached to that. But I just want to take steps back and talk about this idea that he's not complying. So the story, the rumor, the the conversation has been there is a warrant for his iPhone and at this time he has not handed his iPhone over and to me the details of that matter less than if you're going to say we're going to comply with everything mm-hmm. I mean I'm sorry if somebody came to me and they were like somebody died we need to see your phone because it could help us solve the mystery. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, well, what do you want to see on it? I'm going to hand him my phone. I have nothing to hide. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those situations. I'm also not Alec Baldwin. Well, and you're also not facing, you know, potential criminal charges, which I imagine that, you know, you do whatever your lawyer tells you to do and it could look kind of shady. And I don't, I'm not saying that as an excuse to Alec Baldwin because I do not know this particular, the ins and outs enough to know whether or not that's what's happening in this case. But I would say that sometimes people who are accused of things or at least suspected of things, or at least looked uh, askance at because of things, you know, oftentimes, Hey, it's Mike. And I'm so excited to tell you about factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy. And with factor eating fresh, never frozen chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including calorie smart protein plus and keto get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 and use code BTPod50 to get 50% off. That's code BTPod50 at Factormeals.com slash BTPod50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tend to look guilty just because you think to yourself, well, if you don't have anything to hide... Why don't Why you just you? tell them everything? Yeah. And there might actually be reasons to not say or do certain things. That said, I understand the impulse you're also experiencing, which is like, I would give them my phone three years ago. Right. You know, but like you and I are people who would always do, well, I shouldn't say we'd always do the right thing uh, to act like we're somehow unique. But I think we tend to veer towards like, I don't want anybody to think anything, so here, just out of an overabundance of caution, take it all. Right. Right? Right. And I guess that that is, you're right, like, that is kind of what I'm responding to. And and I'm also a a little bit responding to, (sighs) Alec Baldwin, why do you gotta, like, just let it happen. (laughs) You don't have to tell, I'm just saying, like, you don't have to, he doesn't owe us. Oh, yeah. Any explanation. He can just be like, he can just quiet his mouth and be like, know in his heart that he's doing what he needs to do in the moment. Yeah. But it's this like impulse that he has to let us all in on everything or to try to convince us that he's good. And I don't know that I, you know, I don't think it's about being good or bad or anything. It's just like, I I think it's okay to be quiet right now. I think we're okay with that. Yeah, I think he. it's clear that he wants to be the kind of person that um, shares everything, is overly public about everything, because perhaps he thinks like the more open he's being, the less likely people will form a negative opinion about it. Like, at least he's getting his side of the story out there. Like, I can hear all these conversations in his head as justification and probably the head of Hilaria Baldwin, who's urging him to mm-hmm. do these things. Like, you got to get out there. You got to challenge these narratives. There are people who are out to get you. All of those things may be true, but I always wonder with people like Alec Baldwin, how much of the fact that there are people out there to have really unfair opinions about you, probably because of your politics, is from your being out there sharing your politics. Not that there's right. anything wrong with that, but I think like that that just enters you into a um, a, a public space that it's going to be hard to ever remove yourself from. Right. You know, and that's just. That's that's unfortunate because in my world I would not be talking about anything out loud. I would be keeping my mouth shut and doing what my lawyer told me to do. Right. Yeah, so th- I just I I I don't know that we're solving anything. All I just want to say is Alec Baldwin, it's okay. Also, he's just, just a angry person. Talk. It's clear from his public persona, anyway, yeah, that he's very angry, and you can imagine that during this moment he's very angry because it's he anyway. It's complicated. Meanwhile, over at Hillary's uh, Instagram, it's just videos of the kids. Oh, great! You're not missing anything. When we come back, speaking of it's fine, we have more celebrities behaving badly. We call them D bags. D bags. Right here on My Talk 107.1. Hi. 
good afternoon. Hey. How you doing? Great, how are you? Good. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show. We are well into the second hour. It's true. We still got half the show, though. Okay. Just for you. <laughs> oh. Take your attitude elsewhere. Okay. All right. Now we're back. Great. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. You know, celebrities behave badly all the time. In fact, so much so that we created an entire segment for them. We call it... Yes, Queen. Okay. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag. I'm just waiting. I'm just going to eat my granola bar while you... Okay. No, okay. No, yeah, wait. I was just waiting for the end of your flare. People have been waiting a long time for the end of my flare, Holly. And it shan't be coming anytime soon. Okay, so my D-bag today is, thanks for asking. Who's your D-bag? Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes and the paparazzi that keep taking her bait. Here's a headline for you. Really, this is more about the paparazzi than Katie Holmes. But anyway, Katie Holmes dons an elegant emerald green coat. And a matching face mask as she steps out for coffee in New York City. And then what did she do? <sighs> Those things. Um, so she's walking down the so street. Hold on, but what's the story? No, that's the story. Katie Holmes stepped out for coffee in New York City. Wearing a coat and a mask. Amid a spike in COVID cases due to the spread of the Omicron variant... <laughs> The ice storm star covered her face with a matching green Evolve Together mask. The Ohio native wore the double-breasted coat over a mint green sweater and navy blue sweatpants that cuffed at the ankles. Okay! First of all, what? This is literally just a, a, a telling of the outfit that Katie Holmes wore as she walked down a street in Soho Monday morning holding two cups of coffee. Oh, but... To me, that's the story. Who's the other coffee for? That's that's a good point. And now, but nobody's talking about nobody's that. Talking Everybody about that. just wants to talk about her jacket. But can we talk about like? So I know to the average listener who's like, well, I don't even know why you're talking about. <laughs> Anytime you see Katie Holmes in a story, it's always about her fashion choices as she's mm-hmm. out and about. It's like this. She picked up the phone, you guys. And told them that she was going to be getting coffee and, oh, by the way, sporting a brand new outfit. Because she has got this, like, fashion. Like, anytime, just Google Katie Holmes, and I guarantee you two-thirds of the articles are going to be about the outfit she's wearing. So, I actually, like, I feel bad for her because I honestly think that this is a, I mean, I know it's on purpose. But, like, it's like she can't be successful in acting anymore. That's... So she's just going to be successful in clothes wearing. And also she's like not married to Tom Cruise anymore. But that's that's Katie Holmes. She's been that way since Tom Cruise. Like she tried to make this fashion thing a part of her character in a way since she was with Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. I mean, look no further than Naomi Wines. Mm -hmm. She also had her own fashion line at one point. It was called Holmes Yang. And what happened with that? Well, it's not around anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet we it are treated to dinosaurs. her walking around wearing outfits. Like, And you'll remember that was just, I mean, what was the most recent thing we talked about with regard to Katie Holmes? 
Well, that she was uh, heading off to Brooklyn to suck heaters. Oh, God, I had totally forgotten about that. I was thinking about um, Emilio Vitolo, <sighs> Emilio Jr. Vitolo Jr. But again, just to, to make the point, if you go to top stories, it's all about Katie Holmes wore a comfortable shoe trend. Katie Holmes wore an elegant emerald green dress. Katie Holmes bundles up in a chic ivory coat. Katie wears a long green coat. Katie has a mango $200 coat. Katie has a casual figure in, as she walks through Christmas. Katie puts comfort she, in cream hoodie and jeans. I mean, I could literally keep going because every story is about Katie Holmes. And I'm, I'm just hitting the news tab on Katie right. Holmes. So to think this is anything other than, you know, intentional, just belies common sense. She looks you know cute. That, she, does, she always looks good. I just like, uh, shame on us because we just keep clicking. Like, I don't know. I feel like I've seen every single one of those articles. Yeah. And for some reason, I still am like, oh, look at Katie Holmes is out in a cute coat. Also, she must have huge closets because she got a lot of coats. Yeah. Or I'm just saying. (laughs) Or like she's getting those coats from designers who are trying to get Mm -hmm. attention. And she's like, well, I'm going to. I mean, again, this is the queen of spawn con. Katie Holmes we're talking about. Mayomi Wimes, which, by the way, cupcakes is and cupcakes. Mayomi wine actually is decent. I just want to go on record. Don't hold the Katie Holmes uh, sponsorship against it. Katie Holmes wore a monochromatic red carpet. Katie Holmes. Shares. Oh, she did what? <laughs> She's wearing a $15 barrier face mask. Okay. A $395 sweater. Like, oh, just what are you trying to do, Katie Holmes? Are you doing fashion? Maybe like create a website that's got like all your fashion looks. <sighs> All right. Do you want to know who Who's my your D-bag is? Thanks for asking. It's Khloe Kardashian. What's oh, she boy. up to? Okay. Thank you. So, as you know, her, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to call him. Boyfriend, ex-fiance, baby's father, uh, Tristan Thompson, cheated on her again. And we've been, like, talking about this. And she's not talking about this, and it's like a whole thing. But she apparently got little, sweet, adorable, true, a little kitten Aww. for the holidays. Everybody An adorable, loves Gray kitten. And she posted, sorry, my computer's falling over. She posted a photograph of true holding that adorable baby kitten on her Instagram on Sunday. Mm. Cutest picture ever. Yes. Right? Like adorable, sweet, very well groomed and blinged out kitten. And sweet, adorable, what, three, four year old true. That's not D baggy. What's a D baggy is the thing that you will notice in the background of this picture. Are you looking at the picture by any chance? Oh, yeah. Do you see what's over True's shoulder? Way in the background, right by the window. Can you see um, what that is? It's like a cutout of her mom. That is a pillow. Oh, yeah. like those. Cl- It's a Chloe pillow. <laughs> she got- has oh. in her home, she has pillows that are pictures of her, her. That's hilarious. That is the very definition of D-baggy. Yeah. Why do you need a Chloe pillow? That said, we have a pillow, a wheezy pillow, <laughs> but it ain't okay, no Chloe. Okay, so that's super duper different to me. That that's is a, cute. Like that, 
that is adorable. If my if you walked into my living room and what you saw on my couches was a pillow of, was you. A pillow yeah. of me, you'd be like, no, this woman thinks very highly of herself. Oh, yeah. But here's my question. What face is it? What do you mean? <laughs> what Chloe face oh, is it? Oh, which Chloe face? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, does, well, does Chloe even know it's her mom? It's a Photoshop yes, face. Of course. I do love that the... Uh, it's the fans that were like, um, what is that in the background? Oh, that's the most it's- fun is to look at photos. And, you know, oh. when people are, you're like, I don't think you see everything in that picture. So the, fr- like when I first saw it, I was like, why is Chloe like sitting in the back? Like, I don't know. And why does she look so small and where are her legs? And then I realized, oh no, that's a pillow. That is a Chloe pillow. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't That's understand. That's life as a Kardashian, though. Why she would need to have a Chloe pillow? Yeah, wh- what do you guys think about giant portraits of yourself hanging in your house? Why would you do that? I mean, unless you're like I don't know royalty or something, I don't see the need. I have a like, yeah, I have family pictures up in my house, well, yeah, but not like not just a giant solo headshot portrait over your mantle yeah. of me. That makes as sense. a centaur. <laughs> A-Rod. <laughs> Thank you. That makes sense. You're in a home. You share it with people. You're putting mm-hmm. up, you know, we share this house. This is your house, too. Look at you. But like a giant royal-esque no. Yeah, If you're not a royal, I don't feel like you do that. Or you're not like super rich. Because I feel like if you're super rich, you do that because, well, people act like that's a thing. I'm not saying I would well, do that thing. Well, because you have to have something to pay, to like hand down to your, Your you hairs? Know. Yeah, to your Hairs. Ugh, no. I I generally no. Also, no. What? I just am thinking like what it's a lot of no's. In conclusion. Well, no. In conclusion, no. I'm just thinking like either way, so like there's two ways you can go about that, right? Like either you commissioned a painting of yourself or you were gifted a painting of yourself. And neither one of those is good. Yeah, well, you could see that, like, I'm sure there's somebody who makes those pillows who was like, let's send Chloe one of them pillows. And they're getting, you know, they're making a mint right now because people are like, where'd you get that pillow of yourself? And she's like, oh, a weird pillow photo thing. Your face pillow. Yeah, dot com. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very possible. She I don't think she paid for that pillow. I think she got it as a gift. Yeah, but then she chose to leave it. Oh, in for sure. The house. Like that's, it's because it's Chloe. Are you kidding me? Yeah, she loves it. Um, she probably hugs it every day. When we come back from D bags to publationships, two of our favorite things here on the Colleen and Bradley show. And this publationship, well, it's actually. I don't even know what it is. If it's a publicationship, we need to talk about it. It involves Rebel Wilson, and you know we love to talk about Rebel Wilson. We'll do that when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Thank you for that, Holly Roberts. And uh, welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. We got an app. Go download all your favorite shoes after the fact if you uh, didn't get a chance to listen. And also, they got some great listener rewards. Okay. We have not had a chance to have a full airing of the news that Rebel Wilson has an alleged BF and um, 
Colleen and I just haven't had the chance because I think this story came out while you were gone, Colleen. That she I know that I've talked about it at least once that she was gallivanting with a tennis player. Yes, she has been uh, gallivanting around with a, a tennis player, and I don't think we've had a chance to discuss whether or not this is a publication ship or not. But they're clearly let us, letting us know that this is a thing between them. So what I speak of, of course, is Rebel Wilson, who we love to talk about. Why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just because she's a great illustration of like how celebrities manipulate the media. Rebel Wilson and a guy by the name of Matt Reed, who uh, is a tennis pro, or at least tennis mm-hmm. player. I don't know what constitutes a pro because I am not sportsy. But anyway, uh, most recently we're talking about them because Game Set Match. Rebel Wilson did little to quell romance rumors with tennis player Matt Reed on Monday when the pair was spotted having a cozy chat on day. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Day two of the Sydney Tennis Classic. So, Colleen, we have now more than one set of photos of Rebel Wilson hanging out with a guy named Matt Reed. Do you think this is a publationship, or rather, what kind of publationship do you think this is? Okay, so it's interesting because it was very easy to see very early on in uh, Rebel Wilson's publationship with Jacob P. Bush that that was a publationship. I mean, they were dropping hints right, left, and center. I want to reserve my judgment on this until we see more from them because I don't think she has posted anything on her Instagram. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I haven't checked his Instagram, um, but like so far, and and it could very well be a publicationship, and she just learned some lessons from her publicationship with Jacob P. Bush that maybe uh, would make it a little bit more believable if you didn't lead with it so hard right out of the gate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think I'm sort of I'm I'm mm, I'm cautiously. Uh, alert on this. Yeah, I think, I mean, to me, it's most certainly a publicationship. It's just a matter of like what kind of publicationship or what the purpose of this publicationship is, in the sense that all the photos are generally about him playing tennis and being a tennis person and oh, getting attention for playing tennis and oh, look, they're at the Sydney Tennis Classic. So for him to be seen out and about with a celebrity at a moment where he's trying to make a name for himself, it seems clear that. Um, you know, again, all a publicationship needs to be is celebrities using their relationship for publicity. So right. um, that seems clear to me, whether it's her driving the, you know, stories, probably not, because you see that you don't see her talking about it on her social media yet. That doesn't mean we won't. And maybe we're at the point where she's getting ready to do that. But at this point, at least, she's not putting stuff like that on Insties or talking about coyly, like, this time in her life. 
See, I still stand by the same theory that I had. Well, first of all, it's believable that she would be hanging out with a tennis pro because she used to play tennis. Um, and she's talked about that and she's shown pictures of that. And so obviously it's a sport she's interested in. They have something in common, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I stand by the theory I held when she was with Jacob P. Bush, which is that it is it is probably perceived to be important for her to be in some sort of public romantic relationship so that she can start to be seen as a person who could hold a romantic lead, right? It, it gives you a different image of her in her career if she's in a relationship, if she's seen doing oh, romantic yeah. things out and about. Absolutely. And again, if you search Rebel Wilson, actually, if you search Matt Reed, you're going to get headlines as follows. Rebel spotted with new tennis star beau. Rebel and rumored boyfriend Matt Reed. Rebel cheers on new boyfriend. Rebel reportedly dating tennis player Matt Reed. Like, all of the celebrity tabloids mm-hmm. that we follow have this, like, Hollywood life. Matt Reed, five things you need to know about the tennis star who's been spending time with Rebel Wilson. I mean, this is exactly what we talk about a publicationship doing, or serving, rather, to use a tennis related oh, word um it's, it's serving to like raise his awareness and if you'll remember the last publication she she was in what did it do among other things it uh, educated us about a person named jacob p bush who we mm-hmm. did not know have you mm-hmm. previously heard of i mean if you're a tennis person maybe you've heard of a matt reed but for the rest of the world guess what we didn't know who a matt reed was i had never heard of i didn't even i'd, ne- I'd never even seen him He's been a tennis Until pro, by now. the way, for 12 years. He's a twin. Okay. He joined right. Rebel oh. on the red carpet. He's a Minnesota twin. Not an actual Minnesota <laughs> twin. He joined Rebel on a red carpet for an Australian award show. Uh, That's right. We did. That's what I remember now. We saw pictures, like bizarrely photo- photoshopped pictures of those two on like a double date at the Sydney Opera House for some awards with some other really hot, beautiful people. That sounds that was like familiar. Yeah, we, we did. We talked about that for sure. Yeah. Because if you look at the pictures, and maybe you were gone for that, but Rebel, I mean, they're so photoshopped. Rebel's teeth are like very white, like th- the whitest white ever. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that has been color treated. Not that she doesn't have beautiful white teeth. It's just that they're, it's like the only thing you can see in these, this picture. Yeah. So I, I just think that like we're learning about this person. Oh, look, it's Rebel Wilson showing up to highlight another person's career. And I would just say to me, it just goes back to this whole notion of like she would rather have these publicationships than a real relationship that I, I just there's some characteristic or aspect of rebel wilson that makes me think she is very curated in what she shares with the outside world such Mm -hmm. that there's a whole nother side of her that we never see and i know you'd say well most people that's most people but i think there's an intentionality a sort of like i'm an actor and i'm doing actory things like sharing this relationship with you even though it's not real because that's what actors do. Look, I'm on a red carpet. I'm over here. I'm now fitnessing, doing my fitness things. I'm acting, doing my acting things. She has a very sort of intentional um, approach to the way she's presented publicly. Yeah. Well, and I think that 
all of that has to do with this wanting to make a transition in her career. Oh, for sure. Like she has to be meticulous about how she comes off because she's she she's clearly trying to make her career pivot. And also, also remember, now you know how I whine and complain about how the year of health has like droned on for now two years. Yeah. We also have to remember, you know, she do you remember like I don't know, probably the last half of last year, she did this dramatic thing where she was like, I am leaving social media because I have to be very engrossed in this role I'm playing in this. It's unlike any role I've ever played. Well, whatever that movie was has not even come out yet. So there's a reason why these things seem to take forever in front of us. It's because she hasn't, she may have behind the scenes made the pivot in her career, but the movies that she pivoted to aren't even out yet. So she has to sustain this this pivot yeah. for us until we see it materialize. Do you see what it does that make sense the way I'm Yeah, well explaining and a, it? and a lot of actors too. Now people who are producing movies, people who are casting movies are looking at your social media metrics. Mm-hmm. And that might determine whether or not you get the next gig. And for an actor mm-hmm. that can be a pretty precarious life. So it's like, all right, well then I'm gonna photoshop my teeth. And all these things in order to keep the money rolling into my bank account. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I think that if you, I mean, again, there's like an earnestness to her in particular, which I think is why we find her uh, particularly fascinating. Oh, for sure. Well, she's pretending like she's not playing the game when she's absolutely playing the game. I mean, it's so yeah. much so that it's obvious to even boobs like us who aren't mm-hmm. anywhere near the game that we can smell it on her. Um, which, you know, again, no shame. Like that's, it's her career. And I understand the impulse for her to do that. I just think when it comes to relationships, we shouldn't expect, because at first the way these, this relationship is, uh, presented to us, it's like, oh, she's just casually hanging out and no big deal. People just caught photos of her. That's not how Rebel Wilson operates. Right. So just because something looks casual or looks unintended, I wouldn't underestimate her ability to get the word out about the things that she's trying to, you know, present, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, from Rebel Wilson, let's leave her over here for now, and let's just talk about food when we come back. What's your favorite guilty food pleasure? We know what Queen Elizabeth's is, and it's kind of nasty, but we want to know what yours is. 651-641-1071. We're talking guilty food pleasures when we return right here on My Talk 1071.